0: I just found out that School of Rock is free to watch on YouTube. That's a thing now? Free movies on the internet? I mean, I was already watching movies on the internet for free. I'm not going to elaborate on that. Good morning, afternoon. And evening to all of you wonderful ladies and gentlemen and everyone else who might be tuning in. Thank you for doing so. This is the Royal Deluxe Podcast and I am Lux, a weirdo on the internet who watches movies for free. And... We uh, don't have a lot to talk about today. Uh, It's Monday, and we last spoke on Friday. Not a ton has happened, which I guess is a good thing. Maybe this is how we get back into the regular season groove, where we don't have to talk about a lot of high conceptual sorts of things going on in the land of Royals land. In the land of Royals land, it's called Kansas City. Although some would say that it's Chiefs land right now. Well, whatever you want to call it, we're in that. So today we just have more updates. I Sorry about that. Today we just have more updates about the World Baseball Classic, which I have been following a little bit more uh, as it's gone on. And we've also got more updates about the Spring Training Squad, what's left of the Spring Training Squad for the Kansas City Royals. Um and yeah, that's about it. There are a couple things that I want to, uh, or rather there's one specific thing I do want to highlight about the spring training uh, happenings that are occurring. And it's that I, I, I'm, these games have kind of gone in a way that I've wanted to. The last three games have gone in a way that I've wanted to because the Royals haven't continued completely obliterating opponents like they did. Like they were a week ago. Although they did have one huge blowout game on Saturday. They beat the Brewers 12-2. Okay, Royals. But I will talk about that when we get there. For now, I want to highlight the World Baseball Classic. Because a lot has happened in the World Baseball Classic. And like I said, I've been following it a little bit more as uh, it's gone on. Because I'm getting more familiar with... The, uh, the format and everyone who's involved with it. I mean, of course, I know who's involved with it. And, you know, there are highlights posted all over. But what I, what I love about the World Baseball Classic is that it's occurring at really weird times. Because some games are in, like, Japan. And that means that they're, being, they're operating on Japan time, which is, like, 18 hours ahead of the United States. So we're getting games at, like, 7 in the morning. And that's awesome. I work at night which is surprisingly convenient because it actually helps me keep up with baseball games a lot because, you know, baseball games usually occur at night. I mean, not late at night, obviously, but it's fine. But it, so it's it's funny. I'll be at work. I was at work today. Uh, it, it's, it's like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Who knows what time it was because we just had daylight savings time, the most useless concept that society has ever come up with. Why do we still have daylight savings time? Who does it benefit? It is so annoying. Every single, it happens twice a year and every time I'm like, why? Why can't we just settle on what time it is? It is 2023. The world has existed for billions of years. Time has existed for billions of years. And we can't decide what time it is. Okay. Okay, world. Okay, civilization. I mean, really, it's just the United States that does this. And even then, some parts of it are trying to get rid of it. Yeah, good idea. We should do that. Anyway, back to baseball. I was at work in the morning at like 7, 8 o'clock, and I was just checking my phone, and oh, look, a Shohei Otani highlight. He just hit a massive three-run home run. Pretty cool. But you know what else is pretty cool? The Royals players that are in the World Baseball Classic. So, MJ Melendez has started to see some action in Puerto Rico. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it like that. Puerto Rico. Actually, for, before I talk about individual players, I should apologize a little bit. I'll, allow myself... To be excused, please forgive me, Sumimasen, because like I was just saying, these games occur at really weird times. I'm recording this at 6 p.m. Sunday, although once again, who knows what time it actually is. And this means I'm actually missing some games because some games are going to occur at like 11 p.m. Which, like I said, is cool because that means I'll be at work and I'll just get random updates about baseball games. It'll be like two o'clock, and I'll be working, and it's like, oh, cool. I wonder what Salvi is doing. So Team USA, I am mean, Team USA actually has played uh, over the weekend, but we, but Bobby Wood Jr. was not in the game. Um, Brady Singer still has not pitched, so no updates there. They are going to play Mexico tonight. So I would expect at least Wit to be in the lineup there. And then um, Puerto Rico, where MJ Melendez is playing. His That, that team is going to play Venezuela tonight. And you know who else is playing in Venezuela? Venezuela. I was just trying to say Salvador Perez is on the Venezuela team. That's what I meant. And the uh, Australian team is going to play the Czech Republic tonight. So, yeah, whatever happens between me recording this and like the 12 hours that will pass when this is uploaded. Sorry, I didn't have I didn't get to see that. But anyway, MJ Melendez only went 1 for 5, but that one hit contributed two runs. He scored two runs off of a single in what was a really big scoring game for Puerto Rico. They won 9 to 1 against Nicaragua. So, good for them. Teams only get to play uh, four games. It's a round robin with five teams, uh, four pools of five teams. So every win counts. You absolutely do not want to lose ever, really, because only the top two teams of each pool are going to advance. More on that in a second. But first, we've got Team Australia. Actually, it's a bit of a shame that I'm not going to be able to talk about Team Australia's team uh, Team Australia's game today because it's really important. They're already 2 and 1 and everyone else is either 1 and 2 or oh and 3. So they they're looking likely to advance, but stranger things have happened, I suppose. Don't never say never. If I mean if they beat Czech Republic then yeah, it's 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 a given they're going to advance. Still Robbie Glendinning, the Royals representative for that team, uh, he went 1-3 in the loss against Japan. Japan is looking like the best team in the entire World Baseball Classic. I guess that's not too much of a surprise. Japan is is probably able to field at least a quadruple A team, and then they've got Shohei Otani. So, yeah. Uh, but then... Mr. Glendening went two for four with a walk and a home run in their game against... Who do they play? Why do I not have it open? Oh, well. This is embarrassing. Lol. Oh, it was China. That's right. They played China. Um... I said Japan is probably the best team in the world baseball classic. China is competing for the worst team. They have been absolutely they've been just bullied by like every team they've come across. They had they got mercy ruled. They called the game after seven innings. Australia won twelve to two. Robbie Glendinning went two for four with a walk and a home run. So yeah, he did a lot of damage to them. So good showing all around for him. He's having a really nice WBC. But you know who else is having a a good WBC? Our friends over at Team Italy. Well, at least one of them is Vinny, I I, I don't want to say he like lost his groove, but he hasn't been like a star over there. He um, he struck out one time in the game against Taiwan, but it was a terrible strikeout. I mean, it was it, it was weird. It was like. It was a it was a pitch that was very clearly in the zone, and he just looked at it. And it's like, bro, that's not normal for Vinny Pasquantino. How did he get struck out looking on that? It was really weird to see. And then Nicky Lopez actually had a really good game overall. He made an amazing play at shortstop. He made a diving stop and then shoveled through it to the second baseman who was able to turn it. Uh, for a double play, it was just an absolute bang-bang play. And he scored three runs in the game. He contributed to three RBIs. Uh, but he then he ended the game. He was the final two outs as he grounded into a double play. That's how the game ended. So very uh, big rise and fall for Nicky Lopez in that game. And things were looking grim because now suddenly... Team Italy is 1 and 2. And like I said, you don't really want to lose in this thing cuz it's five teams, two advance. Yeah. And then Team Italy won 7 to 1 against the Netherlands, which meant that every team in their pool went two and two. The entire t- pool a- Cuba, Italy, the Netherlands, Panama and Taiwan all finished with a 2 and 2 record. <laughs> so, what had to happen is they went to a tiebreaker rule which is determined by I guess the the runs allowed versus the outs recorded if that makes any sense at all. And so the top 2 in that criteria moved on. Italy was one of those teams and this really came down to Italy and the Netherlands specifically because the overall result is that Italy allowed 17 runs versus 118 or versus 108 outs so they had a result of 157 as like they kind of like present that as like a batting average I don't entirely know what that means I guess it's like I don't know. Whatever. Some some math that I'm not doing off the top of my head. Forgive me, I'm a big Baka dummy. Anyway, so 17 runs allowed versus 108 outs. The Netherlands were in third. They came in third with 19 runs allowed versus 102 outs recorded for a result of 186. Which means if the Netherlands just held them to five runs, I suppose or scored two more runs then yeah this might have been a bit different and maybe the netherlands would have advanced and something else that happened in this game and this has nothing to do with the royals players but the netherlands got two bases loaded nobody out and whoever was pitching for italy was able to shut them down no no outs bases loaded no runs scored a noble tiger in this do or die situation. And that guy, that, that guy, Joe Sorsa Joe Sorsa is his name. That guy just, he didn't walk off the mound. He like jumped, he leaped, he bounced, he hopped, he skipped off the mound, screaming, swinging and flailing his body around. There is something wrong with that man. That man is possessed by the devil. And I love that. I love it when pitchers are psychopathic because my favorite non-Royals player overall is Max Scherzer. And Max Scherzer is a psychopath. Although, that being said, my least favorite player, at least right now, is James Karinczak. And that guy is also a psychopath. But a psychopath in that like, I'm pretty sure that guy has killed a few people. Most likely, whereas Max Scherzer runs like an animal shelter. He's actually a really nice guy. He just looks like he's going to kill you when he's pitching. L- look, it- it's complicated, okay? There there are layers to this. There are lots of different criteria that lead to me believing that Max Scherzer was great and James Kerr and Jack blows, but well, that's that's neither here nor there. What I- I'm just saying is that Team Italy is pretty cool, and that Joe Lasorsa guy, I, I appreciate him. Anyway... What does this mean for the Royals? Well, Nicky Lopez went two for four with a bases-clearing triple. Well, I guess, of course, it's a bases-clearing triple because it's a triple. So he ended up on third base. It scored two runs is what I was trying to say. That's what I meant. Nicky Lopez, in this series, hit five hundred. 500 while playing fantastic shortstop defense. So whatever happens with Team Italy going forward, even if they don't advance further, they are definitely going to be grateful to Nicky Lopez. Nicky Lopez is a hero to the entire country of Italy. And also the hero... Of my heart. Because I am a Nicky Lopez enjoyer myself. I appreciate him. I cherish him. And I'm happy for him. I'm happy for what he did. And I'm happy for Team Italy. Team Italy is now my team. I'm rooting for Team Italy. I was just saying like a, a few days ago, I have no idea what goes on in the World Baseball Classic. I don't even know how the format works. Look, I've learned a lot, okay? I've, I've studied up a little bit. Point is, Team Italy is my team now. Because, well... I just think they're cool. Also, I'm like mostly Italian secretly, so I I guess I'm obligated to root for Team Italy. Yay! Now let's talk about the Royals directly because (sighs) it's still happening. Nothing has changed. The Royals continue to win baseball games in the state of Arizona. They are now 14 and two. They won all three games since we last. But I, I don't remember the last time the Royals lost. When was the last time the Royals lost? It's it's been ages. It's it's almost maddening. It's om- it's like genuinely maddening in you know, a in a weird, bizarre, and messed up way, because I just feel like I'm gonna be let down at some point like this this is all a a ploy to get my hopes up to get me excited for what will inevitably be a disappointing season that this happens every year the Royals do well in spring training and we're like oh wow look how good the Royals look and in spring training wow this season's gonna be great and then they come out looking terrible in the actual MLB season and it's like well does anyone remember spring training? No. No one remembers spring training. It just it just turns out to be a big disappointment. A big bummer. A, a big, no good, very bad season. And I feel like that's what's going to happen again. But like, this spring training has just gone so well. It's like, you they're really trying to convince me of something else. And I don't want that. I am prepared to be hurt. I am I am expected to suffer. That should have been the slogan for this season. Not hashtag welcome to the city. It should have been hashtag expect suffering. Kansas City Royals baseball. Because I just I'm just conditioned to suffer and expect suffering. Even when I'm optimistic, even when I'm trying to look for something positive, it's like, no. No, it's not good. But man. Are the Royals playing good baseball this spring? Although, again, at least they're not curb stomping opponents so consistently anymore. On Friday, they played the San Diego Padres squad. What's left of them, anyway? I have no idea. I at least know. I don't know who is and isn't on the squad except for Juan Soto. I know Juan Soto is definitely um, playing for his respective team. On Friday, they. they the the Royals won one to nothing. It was not a huge blowout game. It was not an offensive explosion. It was just a one to nothing game. Okay, and then on Saturday it was a blowout game. They won twelve to two against the Brewers squad. And then on Sunday, they won seven to six. It turned out to be a a little bit of a nail biter, but they still won. But I guess I'm glad that they're winning in much more close games instead of just obliterating their opponents because now I can at least look at some negative things. It it feels like this is a little bit more normal is what I'm trying to say. I guess that's why I'm a little more comfortable right now. Um, So on Friday, I just kind of wrote down nothing special for the pitching because it really wasn't that special. Nothing really happened. Jordan Lyles pitched. He looked all right. He got two strikeouts. He pitched three innings. Gave up two hits. In case you're wondering, he you didn't give up any runs because it was a one-nothing game. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be silly. But, yeah, just nothing special overall. The, the The staff as a whole got six strikeouts, which isn't, like, crazy. They only gave up one walk, though, and four hits. So it was just generally a quiet game. The hitting, even though they only scored one run, they didn't do too bad either. They only struck out seven times, although they only got eight innings because they were the home team, so they didn't have to pit pl- they didn't have to play the bottom of the ninth, which is actually something I don't really understand. There was a funny thing that happened uh, like a week ago or so, where I think it was the Pirates and the Orioles played each other, and even though the game was over in the middle of the ninth, it was impossible for for uh, whichever the away team was, it was impossible for them to win. They agreed to just play the ninth inning, the, the bottom of the ninth. I, I actually don't know why that doesn't happen more often. Like why like what is the point of calling the game in the middle of the ninth in a spring training game? Like the the point is that they're training. The point is that it doesn't matter why would it like 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 it's mutually beneficial one team is like hey we have some pitchers that we want to play for this inning and then oh great we and then the other team could go oh great we want our hitters to get more reps i don't know i that that just makes more sense to me than you know playing the regular rules or whatever i, I don't know maybe i'm overthinking that maybe they just won't do that because they just want to play with regular baseball rules i suppose that's fair but in any case um that was a tangent about something that absolutely did not matter whatsoever. <laughs> Look, I don't have a lot to talk about this for this episode, so it's cool. I, I hope you're cool with it. Please, sorry if that was a waste of your time. Anyway, Royals batters struck out seven times, so that's fine. And then they walked four times. So they didn't have like a completely slow, sleepy day where they were just completely shoved around by whatever Padres pitchers were deployed. And the one run came from a Tyler Tolbert. Tyler Tolbert probably is just probably, it's probably just Tolbert, right? A Tyler Tolbert home run. That guy is an absolute beast. I didn't know who he was coming into spring training, but I know who he is now. He is now one of my favorite prospects. You know, Tyler Tolbert is just, that's just kind of one of those catchy, fun names that you just want to say. That sounds like a guy who's really good at something. And I guess he's really good at hitting home runs because he's at le- at- he's hit at least two of them this spring already. And he hasn't even played that much, so yeah. He's also a, a guy who plays both outfield and shortstop. That's pretty interesting. That's not something you see every day. You, you don't see the utility guy playing shortstop a lot cuz usually the guy who plays shortstop is the guy who plays shortstop that's not usually a position you juggle around but anyway Tyler Tolbert pretty cool now on saturday the like i said the royals played the brewers beat the crap out of them oh yeah what i had written down is that this was a team effort almost everyone on the squad Okay, not like almost everyone, but a lot of different guys got a hit. There was 14 hits. There were 14 hits, sorry. Let me fix my grammar right there. There were 14 hits, and only one of the players had a multi-hit game. And it was Matt Beattie, of all people. Matt Beattie has had an absolutely phenomenal spring. Like, this guy... I think I said that he was just a quadruple-A depth guy... Because he's a first baseman slash corner outfielder. He's like a Ryan O'Hearn replacement, basically. But here he is in spring training, hitting 409 with two home runs. Because, spoiler alert, he hit a, a home run on Sunday. I'm not even talking about the Brewers game anymore. I'm just talking about <laughs> what in general. But yeah, he had a two-hit game on Saturday. Scored three runs. Yeah, this dude's just been on fire. I, I still don't know if I really want him on the squad but he's a, he, look if if we're if we're gonna determine the roster based on spring training performance he's made a case for himself he's also like hitting the ball really really hard he's slugging over 800 which I mean makes sense considering that his average is over 400 in spring training but he had two doubles in on that Saturday game. So add that to the home run that he hit on Sunday. Yeah, this dude is, he's not only hitting a lot, but he's hitting hard a lot. That's pretty cool. There was also a home run on Saturday by a guy named Jackson Reitz with the most misspelled name that I've ever seen on a human being. So good for him. And Nate Eaton got a nice, cool triple. So good for him. That's a guy that I really like. Yeah, just overall, it was a really solid team effort where... The Royals just, I guess, kept the line moving. They just got guys on and got them over. Yeah, Royals baseball. And they also walked six times. So not only did they hit, score 12 runs on 14 hits, but they walked six times. So yeah, even though, even though there was only one guy who had a multi-hit game, there were multiple guys who had a walk and a hit. So yeah, just continuing the offensive parade that they've put on this spring because... It's been, a, it's been something, the, the, these these hitters. But also, the pitchers have been doing incredibly well. The pitchers haven't been giving up much of anything, really. Those two runs in the Brewers game were given up by Jonathan Heasley, who has not looked particularly good this spring, unfortunately. But Chris Bubich got a bit of a start. He got a couple strikeouts and a couple innings. Only one walk, one hit. So he's looking really good this spring. Chapman is is pitching finally. He struck out the side in his outing. So this uh this Brewers game was more characteristic of what was happening more recently like last week where the Royals are not only are not are not only crushing the ball but just dominating on the mound and yeah, I mean Everyone's talking about it, but if something is really changing with this Royal staff, then it's already showing, and if if that carries over into the regular season, that's going to be something. I mean, if the, if the Royals have a top 20, and I'm talking, of, of course, across all NLB teams, a top 20 pitching staff, that is a significant improvement because that's up by 10 spots. The Royals had the worst pitching staff last year. At least I think they had the worst pitching staff last year. If, if someone else had a worse pitching staff, that's sad. But Sunday's game was, I guess, a, a bit of a, not like a wake-up call, but it's like, oh, this feels a little more normal. We didn't lose the game. We almost did. Um, Daniel Lynch got the start. He gave up two walks, four hits. Only gave up one run, so he was kind of fortunate, but he definitely didn't look good, and I'm just kind of saying that just based on the stat line. I didn't get to actually see him. I I heard the call. I heard the radio call, but once again, spring training game that's not on television or just streamed online visually because, I don't know, MLB is really cool like that. But anyway, he just didn't seem to look very good maybe it was just a bad day he's looked better in the spring so maybe it's not too much of a cause for alarm and three runs were given up by jose Quas, who definitely did not look good he gave up a walk and three hits one of those hits being a home run so that's no bueno i don't know if it's cause for alarm either I don't know how much we've actually seen from Jose Quas this spring, and he's someone that I, I don't know how much I trust him, but I enjoy him. He's a guy. He's not a guy like Tucker Bradley is a guy, because Tucker Bradley is a guy for me. Jose Quas is just a guy. He's hes a dude. He's, he's there, and he's all right, and I appreciate him, but he's, he's just a guy. Does that make sense? Point is, I appreciate him and I respect him, but I'm also not expecting too much from him. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if it'll make the opening day bullpen. I don't have any strong feelings about that. But, it, yeah. Um, the reason why... I, I'll move on from this. The reason why I kind of bring up the the, the weaker performers is because I, I we, we need to see bad days. Because I think the bad days, or the, or at the very least the not-so-good days, will help tell the full story. Because obviously, anyone can give you their best. You can see their best and see, you know, you can see them at their best, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's kind of like that uh that meme of like, if you don't appreciate me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. That's kind of how I feel about really anyone like a like an athlete in sports or something like that like if you don't appreciate someone when they're at their worst then you don't get to see their best it's kind of like i i've been saying this for brady singer okay like i've been saying that the reason why i love brady singer and why i'm so confident in him going forward is because when brady singer isn't at his best he's still good He's still capable of pitching. He's still capable of fulfilling his role of getting you through the game, giving you six innings, even if it costs a few runs. Because we know that when Brady Singer is at his best, when he's at 100%, he is an amazing pitcher. But you can't expect someone to be at 100% every single time. It's just not a, a, a thing anybody can do. Humans are imperfect. We are not perfect. So, And I don't expect perfection. So, what I'm trying to say is that Daniel Lynch, I don't know what he said after the game. I don't really know what the deal is. But it's good that we saw him on a bad day. What I want to look out for, what, what I think everyone should look out for in this Royal season is what are the players... Saying, and how are they acting when they don't have it on a particular day? When they're just they they just don't have it that day. They're not at their best because we've seen times over the last couple of years when someone isn't having their best game. They're not they're not giving their best, and they just get kind of ugly, honestly, like. I mean, Brady Singer, again, a couple years ago he was not pitching very well and then he addressed the press and he's just like, ah, I'm not throwing my changeup. I'm just not going to throw my changeup because I don't want to because my changeup sucks and I suck and blah, 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 blah. You know, he just, he just kind of had an attitude about it. He kind of had an attitude on the mound as well. Like that that game where he just got really mad at the umpire. Not that I blame him, but, you know, that's he kind of became known for being – rattled when he wasn't at his best I guess you could say that for Danny Duffy Danny Duffy my my favorite royal before Zach Grenke came back he was someone who you know something bad happened even if it wasn't his fault and then just pff, start blown game blown gave he gives up four runs but this is where a good coach will come in this is where someone is supposed to guide the player and kind of give them a solution or at the very least just get them to settle down. And that's something that Cal Eldred very, very obviously could not do. Whether it was guys just not trusting what he had to say or just ignoring him, I guess that's technically the same thing. Or, or Cal just not being able to say the right things. Again, I, I suppose that's the same thing. It just didn't seem like he was ever able to really help someone when they were at a low point. Either it being at just a particular moment in a game or just in their career in general. Like when Brad Keller was first starting to skid, you know, Brad went up to Cal Eldred asking what was wrong and Cal Eldridge was just like I I don't know bro okay then what do you do what is your job there was a there's a there was a there's a scene that I always flash back to last season where Carlos Fernandez. was not pitching very well so Cal Eldridge came out to talk to him and the entire time C. Anners was just fumbling the rosin bag in his hand, just juggling it up and down, over and over again. And Rex Hudler was like, oh, he, he, he shouldn't do that. He needs to listen to his pitching coach. That's disrespectful. Well, pretty obviously, Carlos Hernandez does not want to listen to Cal Eldred because, I don't know, he doesn't want to hear what Cal Eldred has to say. He doesn't trust Cal Eldred. Maybe he thinks Cal Eldred is an idiot. Maybe I don't blame him. So that's what we've seen. Of course, I I said that this should apply to everybody but I'm just really talking about Royals pitchers. But I guess this is what matters the most right now. This is the development we're looking at the most right now. We've seen in the past, Royals pitchers, when they're not very good, they don't seem very good about it. They don't seem very healthy about it emotionally physically i suppose so with new people in place what happens now when someone doesn't have it when what happens when someone doesn't have a good game are they going to address the press and you know cop an attitude and say what they do and don't want to do or are they going to say okay i know what's wrong and i know what i did wrong I mean Brad Keller like the first start he made for spring training he he didn't look very good and then he was asked about it later and he's like you know what I was just trying a new pitch and I didn't locate it very well it's like he he already understood what he did wrong and he wasn't upset about it he's just like yeah that just happened it's a, it's okay I'll, I'll I'll figure this out it was like it, it was a very very non negative issue I suppose and that just seems so much better than how pitchers were responding and addressing issues or responding to their issues and addressing them last year. Because honestly, it seemed like their issues weren't addressed or dealt with whatsoever. They just had to live with them and continue throwing themselves at them. Now it seems like there might be a bit of a solution. So that's what I'm going to look out for I would encourage you to look out for it as well. Just see what these guys are saying. Not just, and not just the players, but also the coaches. What are the coaches saying about their struggles? Because, you know, how many times did we hear Mike Matheny go like, Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw he threw the ball. He just, he just didn't locate very well. And uh, he just gave up a few runs. And, you know, when we're, he gives up a few runs where it's really hard to come back from a game like that. Like, thank you, Mike Matheny. Thank, thank you for explaining to me how runs are scored. Already I'm seeing pitchers be a lot more open about what they're doing, what they're trying, and so far, even in quote-unquote meaningless games, the results are speaking for themselves. What competent coaching does to an MF, as one might say. Well, that's it for today. Uh, like I said, not too much else to talk about. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'll see you guys on Friday. I think it'll just be another normal episode on Friday. But I am working on stuff to um, address. Or not even address, but like... uh, How should I say this? You, No one remembers this. I hope no one remembers this. But like last season, I did a thing where I predicted... I projected every team's record. Well, I'm trying to do that again this year. And last year it was absolutely terrible. I was wrong on many of those predictions. Some of them, embarrassingly so. So this year I'm actually like putting in some research, putting in some thought. So maybe I'll have that ready next Friday. I also need to like talk about players individually. You know, I said I was going to like grade all the players in the roster and stuff like that. I have many other more things to talk about besides just you know games but we'll talk about it whenever we get there until then thank you very much for listening to this podcast this has been the royal deluxe podcast and uh, check me out on Twitter at Royal Deluxe Pod or send me an email at Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Or if you really love me so much, why don't you come beat me up? I'll be at the Uptown Theater on, Mon- on Wednesday night. I'm going to go see Underworld. It's going to be a great time. So, yeah, now that I've doxed myself, I should probably go and hide. Thank you very much for listening to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. I'm Lux, and go Royals. Although, stop winning so many games. Stop getting my hopes up. This is weird. I don't like it.